0: Ages passed in a world called Spanth, the land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale,
1: a tale of heroes, heroes we call... Of Dragon Town.
0: Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town!
1: Ah, it's good to be yay. back.
0: An original Dungeons and Dragons adventure and also just a very good time had by all. Huh. I mm. am Jamie, yes. your host and game Ooh. master. Yay! Ooh. Yay! Yes. Off, David. And we are for the first time now in person, so I don't have to say to the video box below me. I get to say, sitting to my left, we have
2: Justice Donatello Whiskers, the pure baby, the pure.
3: Rodri Wilder Swibfids, the Swimpeds baby, the Swibfids.
4: Chivin Dunkleston,
1: the well hung. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Gallivan Aurelius, the coxman. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. What is he it, is a noble. What
1: is that? He's a man <laughs> of cocks. Oh, yeah. You didn't get that title for nothing. I'm <laughs> a man
4: of many cocks. <laughs> yeah. So many dicks.
1: Fantastic. Uh, and
0: we actually have a special guest today with the recap. So I will just let them take it away. Hey, thanks very much, Jamie. It's me, Bacardi <laughs> Bevma. <A> thank <laughs> you. A Thank you. A Thank you. <laughs> Um, wow, what a what a time was had at Goat's Gate last night. The culmination of the Harvest Festival could not have gone, uh, I don't know, I thought it was pretty amazing, uh, pretty cool. I guess some people who were almost slashed to death by some scarecrows uh, might have felt differently, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it was a great performance, um, very climactic, and, uh, you know, cold <laughs> well even decided to show up, so that was... Quite nice. You know, these magic quest boys, they showed up and there was a, you know, a little bit of a, a little, they got into a little bit of a tiff with Kotowell. And, you know, he summoned a giant monster made of crops as well as a number of scarecrows to kill all the villagers in the town of Goat's Gate right in the middle of my, 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 my big monologue. It was, I'm, it's not a big deal because it was awesome and it made me look very good regardless. But... Needless to say, um, it was crazy. This pl- crop monster came out. Gallivan came in. He was blasting it uh, with lightning. Uh, uh, Rondry and K- uh, uh, not Krobin. Uh, Rondry and Whiskers were running around, stopping those scarecrows, making sure none of the audience member died, which was good, because I saw some of their friends out there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and it's a very good thing none of those scarecrows got to get any of them. Krobin. Oh, excuse me, thank you, Chevin! I'm not supposed to know that. Chevin dived under the stage and got super sneaky right after he planted a little dryad seed, which grew into a massive simulacrum plant version of himself. It was like a little plant, Chevin. It was exactly like him, except he was extraordinarily nude, and we all get to see Chevin's long green dong. It was very enticing. (laughs) Between all of that, uh, Chevin eventually... BOMBED OUT FROM UNDER THE STAGE, JUST LIKE BOOF, BURST UP, AND STARTED LAYING WASTE to THIS THING, IT ATE HIM, UH, IT WAS freaking IT ATE ME, IT BARFED ME UP BEFORE IT ATE HIM, WHISKERS EVENTUALLY GOT ON STAGE, IT WAS ABSOLUTELY WILD, RONDRI FLEW UP INTO THE AIR AND STARTED BLASTING THE SCARECROWS FROM UP ABOVE, FROM THE MIDDLE OF THE AUDIENCE, EVERYBODY WAS GOING NUTS, IT WAS ABSOLUTELY CRAZY, um, boots did go out at some point, uh, as he flew really high up, and then he fell to the ground, and it looked a little painful, but he disappeared, uh, he became invisible, um, I mean, I didn't see him, so I'm guessing he's fine. And then they killed the crop monster. A uh, uh, Galvin dropped a big flaming apple pie on it. It exploded and uh, uh, and various other things led to the demise of this horrible Kul'To'el spawn. We got a pretty long standing ovation. I think I've only yeah. gotten one that long before. And then, uh, you know, the crowd, I could tell there was a little bit of tension there. So I was like, get up there guys, make a speech. And Galvin stepped forward and some of the other guys said a few words being like, hey, don't worry about the gods. Be on our side, we're heroes. But they didn't um, quite feel the same way, uh, so we we had to get the hell out of there. And uh, that's where we pretty much are right now, running from the town of Goat's Gate.
3: I think that's the first time we've ever been called the Magic Quest boys. It's true. From somebody yeah. in game. It's
0: because this is a character who can break the fourth wall. <laughs> oh.
1: oh yeah. Okay, you mean Bacardi? Oh, yeah. I,
0: hey, I'm voice. still here. Um, yeah, because I'm a muse. Um, I can break the oh. fourth wall. What's up, Noah? Nice. How are you doing, uh, Morrison? Oh, fuck. Oh, gotta go, ah. bye.
4: My she head. was just here. My head just exploded. She was just
0: in my apartment. Why didn't
2: she say hi to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or
4: David? <God. laughs>
0: well, yeah. David, I guess it makes sense. But Jared, why didn't she say hi to you? That's <laughs> fucked up. I can't. So, salt. (laughs) (laughs) we dive on in. The oracle's white crows got all of your attention uh, as you started to run from the town of Goat's Gate. They all, the flock, well, murder of white crows, uh, began to lead you all outside the city walls back Hmm. to the Twin Talon Mountains, where you all followed, racing as fast as you could just narrowly ahead of a throng of angry townsfolk. (laughs) Nice.
2: We're being mobbed out? You are being Uh
0: mobbed out of the town of Goatsgate. If you will recall, um, some of them, uh, aka a a number of audience members, did see Chevin um, drop the Chevin form and reveal the changeling for
1: you did use your used my unsettling visage during the fight right on stage Yeah. did we go backstage as the very last thing before and then at the end of the last episode
0: bacardi led you guys out a backstage door basically Uh to Uh buy you a little time
1: did i have any moment where you could shift i was in like not visible to the crowd
0: oh yes absolutely okay yeah, if you wanted to, did you wanted to use change. that to shift.
1: I made a little change. What'd I knew you, you were gonna oh, okay. ask us, yeah. and maybe you're not planning on asking us this, but I prepared something anyway about how our level and I'm gonna get that manifested. So can you, mine can you it, hold it on? It evolves there? into that. So I'll just oh, go back okay, cool. to that moment yes. when. Perfect. We get there.
0: Perfect. Thank you. I love that. And you all were mobbed out of the town of Goat's Gate. Cries of changeling, um, cries of blasphemers, cries of Lord Seller, a uh, uh, terrible band, um, followed <laughs> oh, behind no. you. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. One guy on is then. just yeah. like, the music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so pissed. That guy. <laughs> uh, as you charged out of the city gates back towards the Twin Talon Mountains, your lungs were burning uh, with effort as you ran the, uh, the many, many feet of distance that would take the hundreds of feet that it would take you to get back there.
4: Is Roundry just on one of our backs, on Whisker's back?
0: I believe that Whiskers yeah. did have Rondry. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's invisible, him. We just left him. <laughs> no, he turned visible. <laughs> yeah. Barcardi Bevma, as, as you all get to the town gates, Barcardi Bevma told you she was going to hang back to stall the town militia and the hunters that gave chase. So you all ran for it and you reached the edge of the tree line. Uh, you could see... You—the edge of the tree line, just ahead of you, a mere fifty feet away—the tree line that kind of encompasses the base of the Twin Talon Mountain Range—and as you are fifty feet away from the tree line, suddenly the gangly figure of Coltwell drops oh, from geez. the sky oh, in a beam of green light. He drops down in front of the woods, lifts himself up to his full height of some seven odd feet holding a, a scythe in his hand behind him. He then grabs it and swings out in your direction. And as he swings his scythe at all of you, a spectral green blade, like a nova, an arc, shoots in your direction. And I need everybody to roll a constitution saving.
4: This guy's got
3: a... What's yours? 21, boy. Rodri? 7. <laughs> Oh, my God. Chevin?
1: Add a teen to that one. Oh,
0: seven, <laughs> 17. T- a 17. A teen seven? 17. Got it. 17. Gala? Uh,
4: That's a natural 20, 23. Ooh, Ooh
0: baby. Fantastic. Daddy. Chevin, you feel this green spectral arc slice through you, as do you, Rondre. As do you, Whiskers. Feel do? it come through you. Gallivan, you also see it coming towards you but manage to duck out of the way at the last moment. The three of you are sliced across your middle. Even with a 21? Even with a 21. Even with a 17? Especially with
1: a seven. <laughs> Even with a seven?
0: Most assuredly <laughs> with a seven. You all are going to fall to zero hit points. <gasps> as you are cut badly. I'll remind no. you
1: that I only had seven to start. Gotcha. Or something low. <laughs> yeah. Exactly
0: yeah, something like that. You fall to zero. And Galavan, you watch as your friends bleed out around you.
4: I can't, like, try to give them first aid.
0: Uh, you reach out to start trying to give them first aid, and mm-hmm. you feel you can place your hand on whiskers, and as you go to summon magic, mm-hmm. uh, your magic does not come. No. And you fee- no. you hear a voice from behind you that is apparently right behind you hear this voice say, Yep, well that's a damn shame about that. And then you feel a cutting pain through the back of your neck. Yeah. And then you all wake up. As you all groggily open your eyes in this comfortable bed, you start to remember bits and pieces of what really happened.
1: Are we all in the same bed?
0: Yeah, of course. Awesome, Sardinian. (laughs) You don't know yet, you're still groggily opening your eyes. (laughs) But yes, of course. Um, You start to groggily open your eyes and you start to think, you recall what actually happened. You recall that that was not the way it went down. What happened was you got to the bottom of the mountain range where the oracle just on the inside of the tree line welcomed you, awaiting you with arms outstretched, surrounded by a group of spectral apparitions, druids, wizards, and crow monks who each took hold of you, several for each of you, and began to lift you up into the air where you then flew to the Spire of the Whispering Winds, flocked by the oracle, his white crows, and the other ghosts of the spire. You don't remember arriving. You have only a quarter memories of waking in the same room that you now find yourselves in, only to fall asleep moments
4: later. Did Cotwell come for me and not get me? <laughs> come at me. You can't get me.
0: Galvin you are the first we are going to talk with. As, as you wake up, you glance around this room. It is a well-furnished room. There's even a little balcony off to the side. Oh. You mm. see your armor, your weapons, and your other belongings are all cleaned. Uh, your armor and weapons and cloaks and such are hung on the walls. You see outside there is uh, some billowing curtains and the door is open and outside the sky is a swirl with a beautiful sunset. Ugh. And you have a quite a majestic view from up here. It looks like you have a... You could just see sky as you look out. And you see... Uh, you actually smell uh, a most pleasant smell. The smell of apple pie. Mm. And as you... Do as Toucan Sam would do, and follow your nose. Mm. You look to the side of, Sponsor you see by your frillows. bedside. <laughs> t- <laughs> Shut up. You see your <laughs> bedside table. Uh, there is a slice of apple pie sitting there.
4: Oh, this is interesting. Uh, my clothes are hung, so not like I was going to say I must have had a good night, but <laughs> not if my clothes are hung up nicely. No. <laughs>
0: you are in your underclothes, so who knows? Yeah. You have leveled up. No. Oh. Galvin. Um, not again. From last time. <laughs> um how uh, let's give us that post level up. Wait, are um, we level 4? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you all are level you all are level 4 now. Great. How do you look right now? How how does your level up manifest
4: internally oh, externally? Uh, yeah. Well, y- you know, uh, didn't we talk about this
0: last time? No, or? we didn't. Oh. We we're going to save it for now.
4: Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't have to be a big change. Or anything. there's a yeah, there's just a little. You know how his eyes are like moons, a little bit. There's little slivers in his eyes that are moons. Now there's a twinkle in his eye. It's a twinkle of understanding. He's he's been through a lot with his uh, comrades, and uh, this this life can be very short. And he's a deeper understanding of the common people who he's trying to fight for, having you know mingled with them and, and seen what they're going through, and. Um, he's uh yeah he's he's more attuned to what others want and desire he's attentive but there's no one here so he's attentive to himself he's taking himself care right now
0: yeah you do feel quite well rested it seems like uh you would wager you probably didn't sleep quite hmm.
4: and that's it yeah a little, a little extra twinkle in his eye
0: yeah uh what do you do when you find yourself in this room galvan
4: give a stretch Sniff the pie. Is there a fork with the pie, or is just a pie sitting there? Uh, No, there is.
0: Actually, uh, yeah, there's a ceramic fork there, as well as a a little note kind of tucked underneath the pie.
4: Oh, I'll look at the note.
0: Great. This note is scrawled in a quite ornate, flourishy-type scrawl. Mm -hmm. This note reads, We all know who the real heroes are, and heroes deserve pie. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed the Harvest Festival,
4: and it is signed, B.B., BB. B. Do, do I know a BB? Yeah. I don't, the, Are you kidding, guys? Picardi dog. Bacardi, oh, Bacardi. duh. Duh. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I like how you said guys, but it's really just Morrison. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
4: Others at the table. Oh, uh, everyone B- was like, B- what? <laughs> These like two people doing that. Right, it no, was me. <laughs> oh, hmm, all right. I'll dig in.
0: Fantastic. It is scrumptious and warm.
1: Head explodes.
4: I'm <laughs> yeah. <I'll> just take <laughs> oh, sorry. It's
0: actually not
1: what It's actually exploding a cold. Taking is, the taking the sunset. It is yeah.
4: yeah,
0: you sit in your bed, kind of uh, enjoying a nice uh, cold apple pie in bed. It is quite that sounds, pleasant. That sounds so,
4: fucking yeah. good. That, that really does nice. good. I yeah. like a cold apple pie. It's congealed a little bit. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's agree. some fat in it. The heat it, is no know? longer yeah. there. It
3: doesn't burn your mouth. No.
0: hmm Fantastic. Crobin. you wake up in a very similar situation. Your armor and weapons hung in your underclothes. Uh, you have a pie next to your bed, a balcony, and a, a absolutely breathtaking sunset visible right outside.
1: Yeah, whoever put me into bed before they took off my clothes, something strange happened. <laughs>
0: what? Yes. <laughs> Do go up. Um, <laughs>
1: The cloak that I'm wearing that was given me by the fates just begins to melt. Like the hood is up over my head and it melts onto my body and then hardens encasing Chevin's whole body like a sarcophagus. And then it starts to flake away. It it cracks and flakes off and reveals something completely new. Wearing black assassin's garb from head to foot Coal-colored pants tucked into well-oiled black leather boots and broken in black leather jerkin. Daggers, shurikins all his weapons, size are strapped all over his body. Where Chevin was a moment ago, now lies a hard-looking pit bull of a man. His, well, his eyes are closed, but his cool gray eyes, this is what I was <laughs> going to read it, uh, his cool gray eyes and big square jaw might be considered attractive if you could ignore the poorly set broken nose and brutal scars. He has blade scars on his hands, arms, and head, and his beard stubble is interrupted by a ragged one that looks like it was made by a large animal's claw. You can tell by the way... Were he conscious and standing? You can tell by the way he holds (laughs) himself that he's learned from each of those scars, and landing a blow on him now would require more than a little skill. Cool. So as he uh, awakens, he sees... Wow, this is weird. He sees... These clothes that he, Crobin, said, whatever you want to call him, recognizes from a long time ago. Mm. And he knows whose clothes they are. They're not his. And he looks down at his body and he sees his his arms. And they're not Chevin's. Uh, He sees these scars and he knows these scars because these are his scars. And... He walks over to the looking glass and sees himself in the mirror for the first time and uh, just like shuts his eyes and breathes a heavy breath.
2: This is his natural form or his first form, his said form.
1: I don't think you know that. Oh, okay. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but for Jared's sake.
1: Yeah.
4: I'm not you, going you to. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you don't no, want to no, share. No, I right, i not sense. There's no either. Keep your secrets, um, was it? It's like he's seeing his true self a little bit. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Off. <laughs> That's the answer. vibe I got. Is this yeah, his yeah, yeah. real form? <laughs> he, I mean,
1: there he's what he sees when he looks in the mirror is uh a lot more true than than he cares to admit. Cool. And he uh sees the pie, sees the note, reads the note. Is it the same note?
0: It is the same note. Hmm?
1: What does the note say again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh it we it know, says, who, the we know who the real heroes are. We all know who the real
0: yeah. heroes are, and heroes deserve pie. Hope you enjoyed the Harvest Festival. BB.
1: I think he just Sort of like drops a note, pushes off the pie, and then looks around the room for, uh, you know, the next thing to do, way to get out. When whatever. you say
0: pushes off the pie, do you mean like pushes off the bedside table or just like kind of is like, no, no thanks?
1: He just no slides it away. Slides it away.
0: I see. Um, yeah. You you look around the room. Uh, the only thing you are wearing with your underclothes is this uh, this amulet of the fates around your your neck. You see this beautiful sunset and all of your equipment and your belongings around you. Doesn't seem to be anything else in this room.
1: Is the door unlocked?
0: Uh, if you go to try the handle, yeah, it is unlocked.
1: And Can I see? Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to go out and look around.
0: Yeah, you swing open the door. It looks like it leads to a small, uh, there's a small landing right outside the door, and then a, a spiral staircase, stone spiral staircase leading down.
1: I'll sneak down the stairs.
0: Okay. Uh, no roll required yet. Well, actually, go ahead and roll it. Yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> uh,
1: Eleven.
0: <laughs> All right. You start creeping down the stairs. Uh so I, I don't think anyone can hear you. Your footfalls, uh, it is quite quiet in this um, this stairwell. So your footfalls do make a little noise. Okay. But
1: you don't you don't hear anybody either. I mean, I don't know that he's, okay, I don't know that he's actually sneaking around. Yeah. I think he just walks quietly. Yeah, nature. you're walking quiet. quietly. Um, I think that's that's kind of yeah, what I Yeah, he steps on it. his forefoot. He's wearing leather boots. Yeah. Um, like soft leather boots. Oh, you put on your boots? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll put on all my clothes before cool. I leave. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. You put on your clothes and you head down the stairs. We pan over to Rondri's room. Rondri. <laughs> you are laying in your bed, you wake up, you find yourself in a very similar situation. Except you don't feel your legs at all. I sort of figured. <laughs> there is a chance, Rondri, as you as you kind of groggily stretch and, and open your eyes to this this room you have here, there is a chance that your legs were so badly infected during the fall that uh, they had to be removed by the spires priests oh dang either that or your legs are just entirely without feeling so as you pull away the covers what do you see
3: I do see my legs okay um but they don't work at all yeah
0: you do see a chair with two large wheels on either side of it right up butted right up against Sick. your bedside
3: dope so my level up sort of yeah, description please. is I'm starting to look a little bit like more mad scientisty, like Doc Brown. Like yes. my hair is blown back. Love like it. I'm like starting to like have like crazy little ticks and like just like weird <laughs> awesome. Like <laughs> mad <yeah>. scientisty shit. <laughs> hell um, yeah. So I'm gonna pull myself out of bed mm-hmm. and grab the pie and sit down on the floor and start to, like, take apart my proton pack. And I don't know if you've ever seen, like, I do this with, like, Lego, where, like, I start to, like, sort them by pieces so that I know where everything goes. Mm -hmm. Or, like, a lot of, like, technicians take their screws and they put them off in, like, little, like... uh, Screw piles. Yeah. It's like a
1: chef's mise en place. Sure, yeah. I know (laughs) more of a tech... uh, Yeah, Sam. Sort of. You
0: gotta open the little plastic bags, pull out all the pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start to (laughs)
3: sort everything, and, like, I'm gonna start to build it my proton pack into the bottom of this chair and like even try to take the magic from my boots and just get it into the chair um, and just kind of start to build this chair up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, your proton pack, you know, you're going to need a lot more metal and a lot more tools and supplies and and odds and ends, but you get started. You are feverish with this vision.
3: So yeah, I'm just going to eat my pie as I'm like tinkering away, trying to like soup up this chair
2: as fast as I can.
0: I love it. And then we go to you, Whiskers.
2: Yeah! He wakes up with a start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's trying to swing a sword at the cult well that he was seeing. Uh, but then he wakes up and realizes that that was a dream. hmm The cult like well it. part? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, what a cuckoo dream. Oh, oh, interesting.
2: And then he'll look around the room, give a, ah, a stretch. He'll just like... Fall out of the bed and start doing push-ups. Nice. And he'll see the pie. He'll eat the whole thing, and I feel like the paper is right underneath it. So mm-hmm. yeah. he will uh, eat the paper as well without noticing. That it was <laughs> well, it's not between the pie and the plate. He eats it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the plate? Sure. Yeah. Uh, he's hungry as he hasn't eaten yeah. since the feast, uh, and he'll eat it in like one big bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: How does your level up manifest externally? Oh, sure. oh,
2: Whiskers is fucking ripped, but guys. <laughs> imagine, like, Jackie Chan at his prime. Oh, duh. Just toned as shit. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. It's just really the most athletic build. Yeah. yeah, lean, strong, no fat. Like Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. But bulkier. Yeah. If you're a Bruce Lee guy over Jackie Chan, sure. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, but either one okay. of those guys, both excellent martial artists, and Whiskers is comparable in body type. Mm-hmm. And he, he's everything shiny, his armor's shiny. Um, someone yeah. must have polished it for him or Somebody something. Somebody has, yes. And his hair is the dreads have all come out, and now it's back to his natural shine. And maybe one of the monks, like, shaved the sides and back of his hair, so now he can do a sweet top bun. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Super uh, hip. Yeah, very hip. Top bun, yeah, but... Whiskers is very hip. Yes,
0: there was a monk that took some liberties with your hair, absolutely. <laughs> I love that.
4: <laughs> he's like, no, 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 we've we've got to fix this. <laughs> 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 While he's asleep. <laughs> took out your
2: dress. <laughs> and uh, Whiskers will take a moment to admire himself in the mirror. He's like, oh, yes, wow, my. And then all of a sudden he'll realize, Penn! And he'll grab all his armor and just... Just, just scoop it up in hands? Yeah, hand. scoop it up in his hands, all his stuff. And he's going to kick open the door. And it Kicks just, open and slams against
0: a stone wall. There is a spiral staircase heading down after a short platform.
2: He's going to take the quickest way down. If that means jumping over the banister... That's what he'll do. Oh no! It's
0: it's like a stone hallway kind of spiral staircase. (laughs) You will just probably kick off the wall then if you're going the fastest way down.
1: Like jumping down. Yeah, like running (laughs) around the wall. Yeah, that's kind of how I pictured it. Uh,
0: Excellent. Gotta go. Uh, You all kind of hear this loud. uh, It's it's off stone, so it's still quite muffled. But you hear a as uh, the sound of a large figure makes
2: its way across stone and yelling. He's screaming. Pan!
0: Kraven, Galavan, run, run. Uh, You. Whiskers emerge into a uh, well-appointed common room. There's a nice, uh, there's a couple lounge couches. Um, But it's, it's, it's well-appointed, but it's pretty minimalist. It's, it's a couple couches and a fireplace and a little mantle above the fireplace. Um, But that is about it. You get to the bottom of the spiral staircase and you find that uh, there is another figure at the bottom of another spiral staircase um, and there are a number of other hallways, but this figure that you see uh, is this hard-boiled pit bull of a man, <laughs> wearing all kind of black leathers and or what well, black black clothes.
1: Yeah, a lot of leather.
2: A lot of leather. But not all leather. You see this figure. I feel like Whiskers is just putting on like his last pauldron or attaching the gavel to the sheath or whatever, and he's like, "Excuse me, um, Mister."
1: Hello, man. Whiskers. Hello,
2: I'm looking for my friends. Do you know where they are? Are you a monk or something?
1: No, it's me.
2: I don't know me. um <laughs> nice to meet you, me.
1: You can call me Clint
2: Clint ah, me Clint <laughs> Clint
1: Dunkirk
2: Clint Dunkirk, right. I don't know if I'm supposed to know you or something, but if you know where my friends are, that would be- it's Jevon. Oh, it's Oh, grobin oh, Why didn't you say so? How you doing, buddy? Looking cool. You're always
4: going to be known by that first name. <laughs> I know. Looking
1: really scary. Let's try not to use those names anymore. Oh, sorry. What'd you say your name was me? <laughs> <laughs> he just shakes his head. <laughs> I, I'm going to roll idiot. a face foretelling, by the way. Oh! Ooh,
4: yes, please I got do. A, I got a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, and. In case we haven't explained it, yeah. What is that? The editing process has been uh, a whirlwind, and also, you know, it's been a while. Been a while. Krobin and Galvin, as part of their deal uh, with the Fates, where they took them on as their their lovely patron who imbues power into them, uh, they get to roll a portent. Uh, they basically have a portentous dream as they sleep after every long rest that allows them to roll a D20 and then uh use that d20 before the outcome is decided um to basically change the result if they want it to be something it could be any d20 uh rolled by them rolled by an enemy any of that shit it might be actually limited to attack roll saving throw those ability checks but uh, that's the gist of it yes
4: all right i'll roll mine yeah
0: please do (laughs) and if you want to share them you can if you want to keep them secret keep them safe do
3: that
1: too.
4: hell yeah that's what i'm gonna do oh
1: yeah no love we'll
0: secrets. just
1: like frodo
4: <laughs> yeah i want to take the paper the note yeah i'll just put it in my pockets as i'm getting dressed
0: yeah you hear an, uh, some voices talking from beyond the doorway <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll try Me? To, i'll get dressed at a leisurely pace <laughs> great and then follow follow down fantastic soon enough.
0: Uh, Gallivan emerges at the bottom of uh, the third spiral staircase that adjoins this common room.
4: Oh. Good evening? Yes. Sunset. Evening.
2: Are you muscular, Clint? He's not like big, but he's, yeah, he's he's athletic. Then you would, you walk down the stairs to the to see Whiskers, like, feeling the muscles of this, like, scarred man and, like, feeling his legs and, like, looking, like, around his body and stuff.
1: Uh, I'll slap your hands away every time you try to touch me.
4: Oh, well, uh, good. Uh, Is there... (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Is there a place where I could get um, some new uh, fittings, some clothes, some armor like yours? Yes? Do you know? Hi, Gallivan. (laughs) <laughs> hello <laughs> do I look like I, uh, sorry whiskers I'm so sorry <laughs> do I look like I work here um Galvin no I. you just look like you know where such things it's Groban be. oh hello Grobin how are you going by Clint Dunkirk now okay Clint Dunkirk let's Pretty I like cool. that name. Yes, it's very cool. I good. was impressed. I am very impressed. I think it would be
1: safer for all of us if we stopped using those old names.
4: <laughs> you can still call me Gallo. Yeah, I'm not Gallo. Old, old oh I just meant mine.
2: Oh, oh. okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That makes more sense.
4: They're looking for the changeling.
2: Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, oh right. Where's Pen? Where's Rondry?
4: And are there other? There's other chambers connected to this. There one?
2: are. There are three
0: spiral staircases that lead up from this common room, and uh-huh. there are two long, uh, flat hallways that kind of go off to the. Like basically your' east and your west okay um that each have uh, doors at the far end
4: did they are they kind of at were they at the bottom of two other spiral staircases or something or Who? was it um uh Clint and wizard uh,
0: they were in the common room by the time you got down okay and so you I would know. wager they probably came right down the stairs
4: okay so I didn't pass any I'm just asking if like hmm. it's it's like a a long oh I see what one you're with saying no no
0: they're each one has a separate spiral staircase. their own little
4: guest out. rooms mm-hmm. yeah uh, basically guest spires yeah um do either of you know where we are i did we remember that they you, got you all did remember flying to the spire yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: you don't your memory is patchy because you were so tired and exhausted yeah. and everything from everything you had been through but uh, you would it's probably the last thing you remember is going to the spire
1: plus it's
4: like the same stone i'm just gonna yeah, say yeah it's it the it same stone feels it's like black. Spar, the whispering winds i remember flight yes we were coming this direction
2: let's go find pen this I'm, the, good. I'm gonna run up one of the staircases we didn't come down
4: yeah okay
3: yeah
2: it, you yeah. run up the
0: staircase and when you get to the top you open and see a couple of Galvin's things i kick it open okay you kick it open <laughs> you see a couple of Galvin's things in this bedroom galvin your things are in here uh,
4: that's where i came from ah. yes Wait, can we go up one of the staircases
1: that we didn't come down from? So
0: there's three spiral staircases that you three came down, and then there's two long hallways (sighs) that end in doors um, on either side. And then a stairwell going down. And
1: I have to assume that we didn't see any other um, doors in the areas Correct. where we started. Okay. Yeah, they were just bedrooms. So, uh, now that you say it. that, it makes sense that Rondre wouldn't have stairs. Yeah, that.
4: Right? <laughs> That'd be tough. Uh, so <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll just run to uh,
1: one of the doors and Stire kick that one of the open. The Whispering Winds is ADA compliant. Yeah. <laughs> <That's really laughs> nice. nice one.
0: You kick open the door. Rondre, the door to your room, boom, busts open. I'm
3: busy.
2: <laughs> Rondre! What? Hey. <laughs> oh, it's been through a lot. I thought you'd be more excited to see us. You look like shit.
3: Yeah, well, I'm in the middle of something, so. What's with the wheels, man? Oh, these don't work, and I just start punching my legs. Oh, really <laughs> uh, Whiskers will <laughs> join you. He starts punching your legs. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I know. Um,
0: excuse me.
4: Oh, hello. Excuse me. Pen.
0: Uh, you all hear a voice from back down the hallway Is it from Pen's Roger's voice? Or In the in the common room, uh, whoever's if you two are still in the common room. Yeah, uh, I was kind of Clinton. halfway down the hall. Yeah, with you with guys him. just maybe started down the hall. You uh of. A, a, figure has emerged from the staircase leading down. Uh, a, a young man, uh, early 20s, um, kind of sandy blonde hair, uh, quite long down to his shoulders, um, just let just hanging down to his shoulders, um, quite pale complexion and, and uh, kind of dark blue eyes. He emerges from the top of the stairs and he's, he's dressed in the monk's vestments of the Spire of the Whispering Winds. He goes, hey, Excuse me, um, are you all there?
4: Hello. W- we, I am here. Yes.
0: Oh. Oh. Uh, Gallivan, right?
4: Yes, this is me.
0: Pleasure to meet you. I. I. I am. I'm supposed to. Um, gather you all. I. We heard. Uh, the oracle and. Uh, the augur. They know you're awake, and they told me to send for you.
4: Uh, the, first of all, the pleasure is mine. What is your name?
0: Oh. Uh, I'm,
4: I'm so sorry. I, I'm Lannel. 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 The pleasure is all mine. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Aha, I already said what my response was.
0: You did, yes. I I, I didn't ask how you were. Uh, it is just a pleasure to meet you.
2: And, mm-hmm. and you just hear down the hallway, Whiskers running as fast as he can, pushing Rondry in the wheelchair. He runs through the yeah. common
0: room to the other side. I'm I'm also sort
1: of like pl- pl- like uh, plodding up to this guy, like walking straight toward him. Okay. It, oh, you're following... No, no I'm walking straight at this guy, like oh. from over Gallivan's shoulder. Ah, I'm like... Coming down the hallway, like not, like, yeah. marching down the hallway toward him.
0: He's, he sees you, and he goes, oh, um, hello. Oh. Where's Penn? Oh, yes, the girl. She, she's right down that hallway. Points down the hallway. And Whiskers just... <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, right this way, of course. Uh, and Lanel will lead you um down the hallway. Uh, and as you all... Whiskers, you get there first
2: kick that door open Boom, well, technically door
4: <laughs> i get there actually first. yeah
3: Yeah,
0: that's true uh Rondre, you're looking through the keyhole you feel a massive boot <laughs> swinging from above and poof, knock the door open it slams open uh with a massive thud of wood against stone and you see the crumpled tousled form uh inert unconscious not hurt of pen laying in the bed kind of tousled in her covers Unconscious, uh, facing away from you. Her hair, uh, her short hair, uh, just barely visible, kind of over the covers. I'm gonna do that thing
2: where like you're pushing someone in a wheelchair and you kind of like let them go so it like goes off into the <laughs> wall. <laughs> and then <laughs> a thing really you through.
1: do when you're pushing <laughs> someone. <laughs> well, that thing yeah. you should not do <laughs> that. Commonly, Jared does it all. The I time. do it all the time.
2: <laughs> uh, and then Whiskers will run up to Pen. <laughs> Excellent. Pen, Pen. He you know, likes gently rub her shoulder to wake her up.
0: You kind of sit there for a moment, rubbing her shoulder, shaking her a tiny bit, very gently. But there is no response. She does not seem to stir.
1: Yes. She... I'm going to grab Lana by the collar. Uh, What's wrong with her? Uh,
0: uh, well, we don't know. We don't know. She was like this when you brought her, and she just hasn't woken up. Is she alive, man? Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's what they say.
2: <sighs> Maybe it is best we let her Check sleep. Whiskers will sit at the end of the bed, holding her hand, concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of can find her hand on the covers. It's uh, a little cold and clammy, but there's definitely a pulse. There. She's definitely alive. Yeah, she's been that way since... Well, since you all brought her here. You
1: all are... Wait, we brought her here?
0: Not to this room. <laughs> Although, actually, you did pry her from Burger's arms. Bro- Sister Berga. you did pry her from... And insist on laying her into the bed yourself. Right before you pushed the rest of us aside and then fell asleep in your bed.
1: Sounds like me. Yes. How did we get here?
0: Oh, well... The oracle brought you. Um, you were down at Goat's and he flew you up.
4: The oracle? Yes. He's waiting for us, is he not? We must see
0: him. He her. is, him and the augur. Yes, they're waiting in uh, uh, the Hierophant's old chambers, a study of true sight.
4: Well, let's go. Yes, lead us there. Uh, excellent. L- Lano. Uh,
0: excellent. Uh, yes,
2: I'll, I'll lead the way, shall I? Uh, follow Wh- me. Whiskers will squeeze Penn's hand one last time.
0: Yeah, she, you hear her kind of... One just big, deep inhalation as you do that.
3: If Whiskers comes to, like, grab my wheelchair, I'm, I'm going to be like, no, no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 I got it. I got it from here. <laughs> i <I'm> good. <laughs> <That's> inspiration, Round <Andre. laughs>
0: You all um, begin to follow Lanel uh, down the stairwell, uh, which is also uh, a much bigger, a much wider, like, 10-foot-wide spiral staircase that descends and descends and descends uh, before you arrive at a lower level. Um, That seems to also lead to a lift. Sorry, it's not a stairwell. It's a ramp. No, it can be because I could
3: be like, yo, check this out, and I activate the boots and I just hover down the stairs.
0: Oh wait, you're not in your chair?
3: I am in the chair. Oh, so I'm holding. I've I've attached the boots to the chair somehow. Oh, I see. He put the boot magic into the chair magic.
0: I see. Yes, absolutely. Okay. To make it
3: like a hover chair.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sweet. Excellent. Um, you do that. (laughs) Rondri, and as you start to go down the stairs, um, Rondri, roll a d20 as you're <laughs> halfway down the stairwell. You're 11. You hover down the stairs and uh, you arrive at the bottom of the stairs. You all are quite amazed, the rest of you uh, compatriots of Rondry's, uh that his chair now has like this ordinary chair that Rondry's kind of souped
2: up to have uh, this cool hover ability. Whiskers nods, impressed. He'll even make the shaka sign. <laughs> <laughs> <Death>. <laughs> North, nice jam. you're becoming kind of a real fuck boy <laughs> <laughs> uh, you,
4: you
0: all arrive to the lift and descend down and Lanol will lead you out of this pretty threadbare, threadbare uh, spire that turns out as you emerge from it is the third uh, spire of the three buildings the one that you all have not been in yet um, you all emerge into the abbey of scant mutterings where a number of other monks are doing their daily practices. But as you all emerge and Lanel begins to lead you all across the abbey, uh, they all stop immediately as you emerge out into the hallway and turn and just look at all of you. Some of them who are wearing masks remove their crow masks uh, and they all stare to you and there is a just a look of amazement on all of their faces as they stare to you and some a few smiles. Some of these monks. As Lana leads you across the courtyard as they all just watch you the courtyard
2: whiskers will wave to some of them and nod at some of them
0: they just stare in amazement and, and the ones you wave to like smile really big
2: oh yeah whiskers starts winking then
0: <laughs> oh yeah they, they, <laughs> they turn to each uh you see this this one couple this uh older man and this um uh middle-aged woman they kind of turn to each other and they slap each other and they're like they start pointing in your direction you can't hear what they're saying but they're clearly talking about you in glowing terms
3: oh yeah I'm going to make finger guns at everybody. Pew,
0: pew, pew, finger swords? Pew, pew, or finger guns? Finger guns. That's like, true. You use guns so you can't. They, they see you and they they uh, start like, oh, wow. They start doing the same exact thing around. They
1: just look at each other. Pew, pew. Oh, my gosh. They I mean, must be excited to have new members of their prison
4: cult. <laughs> I'm going to uh, use a bonus action and cause my cloak to yeah, go Yeah, there it Excellent. is. Excellent. Oh, yeah. They are all,
0: They all. Uh, there's even a few. <sighs> like gasps (laughs) uh, from further away. As you say that, Lanel kind of, uh, crobin, as you say what you say, Lanel kind of uh, stops a moment, just a brief pause in his step and looks over his shoulder momentarily, but then his step picks back up and he continues walking. And within moments, you all are uh, up the spire, entering into the study of true sight, um, where you notice there are several monks um, kind of scrubbing, cleaning what looks like the last of the crudely drawn eyeballs that uh, were kind of etched all over the walls. And as you enter into this spacious study lounge type area, uh, the augur Corvida is sitting at the Hierophant's table and lowers these kind of half-moon spectacles as she does and takes them off and puts them on the (laughs) table as she looks up to you, all of you, and she goes, Ah, excellent. Right on time. And she stands up. The minute she finishes saying that, there is a knock at the balcony door that is adjoining this room. And Augur kind of at first screws up her face like in confusion and then like rolls her eyes and then goes over to the door and opens the balcony door. And the oracle is just standing outside on the balcony (laughs) with his arms outstretched. And he goes, Ah, yes, it is the designated time of arrival. You're late. No, no. I'm
2: not you said we were on time so oh, which, you're late no no I'm
0: also here now
2: he's gonna run up and uh, hug the oracle
0: ah, I've actually been here for a couple seconds so really I got here first
2: <laughs> but there's no need to
0: split oh as you hug at me oh oh my boy let's not oh, get into boy. who
4: came first you know it's a it's a boring conversation <laughs> I missed you oracle
0: oh, and I missed you too and as you say that Galvin Corbita kind of looks to you and goes Yes, a uh, subject too often frequented by men, I find. Mm.
2: <laughs> Oracle, we did what you said. We protected Pen and we brought her to the spire.
0: Yes, yes. And he takes his hand and kind of pats your cheek. Yes, that you did, my lad. That you did. We're all so proud of you.
2: Whiskers will beam at that. Oh. Oh, yes. Come, come, let's... Literally, actually, the pauldrons, like, glow. Let's <laughs> oh, <yeah,
1: laughs> it <is>. like, oh. go.
0: <laughs> Ding.
2: Uh, Let us go. Let let us
0: please sit down. We have much to discuss.
3: All right, I'll take a
4: seat. You've got a lot of
3: explaining to do. Yeah, I'll take a seat.
0: Uh, It appears you already (laughs) have one. Maybe you were making that joke. But I know you don't joke, so I know you weren't. Let us go sit. And you all kind of go and sit in the lounge-like area where you sat once before when you... First communicated with the augur and uh, the hierophant, and they first gave you the quest to go to the Spire of Violent Destinies. Uh, the auger will go to a uh, cabinet, a mm-hmm. large armoire nearby. Open it up.
1: She's gonna hold my hand out. Yep.
0: She opens up the cabinet and uh, oh. grabs a couple items, and then locks it up with a key. Puts the key away and turns around to all of you. Sees you, Clint, and goes, "Um, well, I don't have any full... You, Chevin, remember? Um, but I do have
1: your We're not friend's that hair anymore.
0: Oh, what do you go by now? I'm sorry, Clint. Clint. Well, Clint, I have your friend's hair right here. A deal is a deal, and you all did astonishingly good. Ha! Here you are. If and you she would... will hand each of you back uh, your hair, little locks of your hair wrapped in black twine.
4: If you would like, you can keep mine.
0: <laughs> you can have it. Okay. She will kind of sit down in this in this wide, like leathery uh, the, the the wing-backed chair that you all found her bound in before. She will sit down in that chair that is literally winged. It has like like bird wing adornments, mm. uh, still made of wood, mm. but like bird wings <laughs> that kind of curl around her as she sits in it. She goes, "Now, um, were you all able to find the relics we sent you in there for?" Oh.
4: I believe so. Yes, I we have all three of them here. A glass-blown wow, ocarina here.
0: And I imagine you kind of poof, place it on the little, the big kind of wood-furnished uh, coffee table. Yeah. It, Blisters, like searches nice his pack
2: and wild. takes out the sensor that he has and puts mm-hmm. it there. Mm-hmm. Yep, sensor. And Coom. he also sees the top hat of Pete and takes a moment, stares at it, but then puts it back in his bag.
4: Right now. I don't remember who had the other thing. What was the other thing? Somebody the had orb. Orb. Somebody the orb. The orb that uh,
0: Morgan used. Somebody had the orb. I think it, was, it actually was you, Galvin.
4: Oh, okay. I'll give it... I'll put the orb, too.
0: Uh, as you lay that last one down, Korvidek breathes a heavy sigh of relief. And she goes, Ah, oh, well, that is excellent news. Did you find anything else in the Spire of Interest?
3: Uh, you might want um, these, and I put down the two books, The Birds of Prelude and The Recycler Drudes in and uh, Anthropomancy or whatever it was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, she looks and goes, <coughs> and looks over the titles of them, and she goes, Oh, fascinating. Yes, we'll... Have to add it to our stacks. Thank you very much. This is, uh... I, I don't believe we have any copies of these over here at this spire. I thought they all were lost at the other spire. Thank you.
4: There, yeah. was, there was some wine, but I think it was drunk.
0: Hmm. Very well. There
4: are
1: also items that we got out of the uh, tomb. Not tomb, but the altar. Yeah, there was like a, a
0: reliquary um, yeah. that you all found. A number of items. Mm-hmm. Candlesticks, some stuff like that, yeah.
2: You have all of them
0: in your inventory. If you wanna bring them up, you can.
1: I don't have them in my inventory. Oh, that's okay. I don't know what happened. You can just
0: say the items from the reliquary, that's fine.
1: Can you remind me what they were?
0: Absolutely. An onyx candlestick shaped like birds in flight, a long, slightly threadbare, coal black scarf, a solid obsidian quill, a worn white uh, blindfold with black eyes painted on it, a rosary with beads of jet, a black feathery fan, a ring that's made to look like a bird wrapped around your finger, a stunning silver brooch set with a black pearl, a shield covered in black feathers with an eye at the center, and an old musty book entitled Tome of Hoarded Gleanings, The History of the People, Places, and Cultures of Voros, First Edition, by Extractor Piero Lamptothilis, of the Spires of Vale.
1: Yeah, we found some other things too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not to mention- Anything
1: of interest? Yeah, all of it, I would say, was of interest. Yeah, was there anything else that you were looking for?
0: No, I was just wondering if there was uh, anything else of interest at the Forgotten Spire.
1: Maybe you could tell us a little more about these items.
0: And if you take the items out and put them down, she'll look over all of them with great interest. And before going, yes, absolutely, these are all holy relics of veil. Vale. They are worth, well, they would be worth quite a bit to to a temple of Vale. And you brought them, so I will... Well, the spire would be happy to reimburse you for them. Other, uh, give you what all we have for them.
4: That is very generous, thank you.
0: Since you will all likely be on your way soon. Oh, will we? If that is
1: your choice. Very kind of you.
0: Well, you fulfilled your end of the bargain.
1: Our end of the blackmail.
0: Mm-hmm. To each their own... And she reaches out and pulls a, um, a small chest, a dark brown chest, and places it on the center of the table. And she goes, that is the collected earnings of the spire, or what, donations, uh, really? Please, uh, it's all yours. It's the least we can do f- for you. What's in the box? You open up the box. Uh, <laughs> within the box is, uh, it's a... Pile of silver, uh, 30 silver coins, um, but wedged in all the silver are also a number of gold coins to the tune of 30 silver, 9 gold
1: total. Hmm. 30 silver, 9 gold? Correct. That's what's in the box. Hmm? <laughs> um, 30 silver coins and 9 gold. You wouldn't happen to have like
3: some extra metal or something you could throw in, like maybe some metal armor. Armor? Or like metal?
0: Oh, um. I—I I mean, we do have a um—a a forge in one of the spires. I, I do believe it hasn't been used in quite some time, but I do believe there's some spare metal there.
3: I would like to check that out before we leave. Uh,
0: absolutely, yes, of course. You're welcome to whatever you may find there. After all, uh, well, uh, never mind. It's—you it, don't need to worry about it. Uh, yes, you're welcome to help yourself to whatever you may find
4: there. Great. That doesn't sound ominous at all. My friend's new sartorial (laughs) sense has inspired me. I would like to find some black or possibly studded black leather uh, armor as well, if you have any here.
0: You are welcome to help yourself to whatever might be found in the the forge and the workshop in the spire.
4: No. If I find
3: some metal, you could have this studded leather armor and we could just dye it black.
4: It does not need to be black, but uh, you're very small compared to me, so I would like one that fits. Clothing aside, we did find out
2: some ominous information of about Pen. The Corvida kind of sits back in the chair and takes
0: a dig, deep breath, and she goes, Yes, we should discuss what transpired. There's a lot to over. discuss.
1: It looks like you've also made the acquaintance of the Oracle.
0: That I have, yes. We've been talking for Is he the man time.
1: that you thought he was?
0: Well, I think you and I would be the first to say that he is a changed man, quite. And the oracle looks to all of you and he goes, Indeed, I have changed quite a bit since the last time I saw the augur here.
1: So you are the man.
0: That I am.
1: And you stole those relics.
0: That I did.
1: And you pushed that woman off the cliff.
0: That was an accident. I did not mean for anything to happen to
3: Cassandra. You did that hit her.
0: <laughs> God damn it. I did not. <laughs> I will happily tell you my tale unless I would I mean I would like to hear yours first but if you would like to hear mine first i can share it
1: from my end it's i'd sort of like to know who i'm speaking to before i tell them about myself
0: absolutely fair clint absolutely fair my name was mickle and i was a cleric a uh a cleric of Lumund, and he kind of extends a hand out to Mm. you oh cool I had lived quite a life that is neither here nor there. But let me assure you, what the augur told you about me, every word of it she told you was true. I was a priest of Lumund at the time I arrived here before and yes, I did pretend to be an oracle in an attempt to pilfer their holy relics. And I did send Sister Cassandra to her death but I also tumbled down that cliffside after her. And when I did, I I tumbled. As you <laughs> <way. Yeah. laughs> Smashing my bones along the way. Disappearing out of sight of the monks from overhead, I found myself abruptly caught, snagged between a rock and a hard place. Quite <laughs> literally. I could tell I was <laughs> going to die, but as I lay there slowly dying I could hear the wind blowing through the fissures in the rock next to me and they spoke to me they told me they had a use for me and that I would forsake my old god, take up a new path and live I denied the truth of it for two days before finally acquiescing agreeing to the wind's terms when i did the wind swirled about me so ferociously i i passed out and when i awoke i lay at the base of the twin talon mountains next to the body of cassie a single crow perched atop her staring right at me my eyesight grew blurry and spotty i knew i needed to go to misty mar to Lightsloft Manor. That was all I knew. And so off I headed, on foot. The crow atop Cassie joined me, and we picked up more little Cassies along the way. He smiles kind of dreamily as he says this, uh, kind of looking off with his gold eyes unto the distance. But my eyesight got worse and worse, until finally I could no longer see. But veil was guiding me, so such things did not matter. From what veil had shown me in the visions, my task was to free the girl from the chest and get her to safety. What girl, what chest, I knew not, but I knew it would be in Light's Loft Manor. And I knew, when I got to Misty Mar, I would be met with assistance. But when I got there and found myself surrounded by all those others in the courtyard of lightsloft Manor. I knew I would not be able to carry out this task myself. And so I entrusted my task to you all. And he looks each one of you in the eyes, he says this kind of going down the line. And I'm glad I did. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was right. I thought by guiding you towards the spire though I was right that entrusting this task to you would prove a worthwhile and and most correct assumption that you would be able to carry it out. But I thought by guiding you towards the Spire, I would be helping you. Little did I know that we were apparently playing right into the fates, plans, of the ages. With that choice, I sealed my own fate and nearly died that night at Light's Loft. Or maybe I did. I still don't quite know. The last thing I remember is seeing a flash and walking beside a bright light, a figure composed entirely of bright light, while visions of the past and the future flew by me. The next thing I knew I was mid-flight here, the wind, whipping through my hair. I am no longer the Oracle. You may all still refer to me as the Oracle if you wish, but I can feel it. Vale's blessing is no longer with me. Most of the magic I had as Vale's Oracle is gone. I'm not sure which god did grant me respite and a second chance, but I like to think and he kind of lowers his eyes and, and little twinkles form in his, his gold irises. I like to think it was a god who rewarded my choice to entrust Penn's fate into all of your hands. I'm sorry I showed you all those visions that I did. The ones that spurred you forth to try and stop them to protect Penn. The ones that led you to this Spire, and subsequently to the other Spire, and then to the fates. Leading all of Voros on its track towards the very doom, I'd hope to stop. As trite as it may be, truly, sometimes we meet our destiny on the road we take to avoid it. But despite all that, I cannot help but passionately encourage all of you sitting here right now. Do defy the gods who oppose your heart's intentions. Even if it means to find destiny herself. And then he looks to Corvida and kind of shrugs as if to say, like, sorry, what are you gonna do? But Corvida kind of nods knowingly. That is my tale. And now you know me.
4: Clint. A fascinating tale, indeed. I knew I trusted you, Oracle.
0: <laughs> and I you, Whiskers. I trust all of you. Inherently, you, uh, you, what you have done, what you did at the Spire of Violent Destinies is nothing short of incredible. You are all true heroes. Your deeds more than commendable. (laughs) Corvita will (laughs) smile and nod and she will go, I do agree with the Oracle here. I and the Oracle both have talked and we both witnessed what you did. At the spire of violent destinies. You are all magnificent. We saw your battle with the gargoyles. We saw your oh, you battle saw with the undead
2: monks. What did you say? I said, Oh, you saw that? <laughs> yes, we did,
0: but you pulled <laughs> no, it out. You <laughs> pulled it out. Yeah, that was
1: <laughs> real <laughs> <laughs> bad. You pulled it out. <laughs> we pulled it pulled out. Away.
0: We saw you and the eye creature, Igor. We saw. You all acquire that chest, the blessed chest of Daggett Focosi. We saw your fight with Morrigan the Thriceworn. We saw everything, well, almost everything, everything up to the point when you passed through that portal in the portrait of the fates. We couldn't see that. So we ask you now if you would be so kind as to fill us in. What happened
3: in there?
4: Oh, boy. Who wants to tell her what happened? I got these cool boots. We were conned. It's true. They appeared as normal beings at first, welcoming us in and making a deal with us. And then they betrayed us, indeed.
2: Well... Yes, they did, but in a way they didn't. You see, they said that (laughs) Pen... Can't wait. (laughs) They said that Pen is the whore Logan, right? Which is like this ultimate power from some titan. Yes. And they said that once Pen knows it, she can control her power. So while they thought they were betraying us, and they were, and they will... (laughs) Don't get me wrong. They will meet justice. However... I look at it as a good thing, you know, because now Penn is awakened. Penn can control her power, and those people coming after her weren't going to stop just because we didn't know what she is. But now we know what she is, and I think it'll help us in defending her.
3: And so, a, huzzah! We also kind of stopped a god
2: from enslaving people in a circular pattern of abuse. Oh, yeah, abuse. yeah, fuck Coach Um, He's a major, major douchebag.
0: Uh, yes, we did...
2: Wait, See
1: everything that happened in Goat's Gate as well. Didn't we also stop Koltuel from
3: bringing life back? Right, that's what I mean by keeping people in a cycle
2: of abuse. Yeah, we stopped re- uh, We stopped reincarnation.
0: So wait, hold on, I'm just trying to get this straight. You stopped the reincarnation wheel of well, The The well,
1: fates the, did that. The fates but, convinced us to release them from their duties. Which, oh, of course. Of which one was turning some wheel thing. Yes, we gave, yes.
4: we gave them the destin essence, which they used to do these things to break their duties and betray us. So. Eh, so you I win see. some, you lose some. You know? So I see. You, uh,
0: you gave them this destin essence, and then they freed them. Of course, they would want to be free of their eternal. Yes, and then they used it to. So the fates are free now. They're not—they're not deciding any more fates. Or they've hung up their hats. They're, they're done, so to speak. Yes.
4: All three my of word. them. We had the choice, and we chose all three of them. All three of them. Well,
0: you know. I see. Well, that is, um, oh,
2: quite an accomplishment. Osmai did show up and gave us his blessing as well.
0: The oracle kind of uh, his smile grows as he hears this. He goes, oh, did he? Very interesting.
1: It's hard to say what is an accomplishment. Yes, and what is a mistake at this point. Rondry Ah. is repeating something that, and also Whiskers is repeating something that the fates told us. And we've learned that we can't trust the fates. Mm. So it's pretty hard to pass, but it seems like. The gods are pretty angry, and they've already begun to rain their wrath.
2: Oh, yeah, we saw down them. Down
1: upon us. Yeah. Mortals. Interesting. We saw them battling up in the sky.
2: Very
0: curious. I wonder why the fates, who are so frequently at odds with their mother, who controls destiny, I wonder why they would try to hasten finality. Vale's own prophecy of, of the final days. Why they would want to, seemingly assist her in that, Did, is. is there any reason why, you would you would understand them to want to do that?
2: Whiskers blinks in uncomprehension. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they've made some sort of deal with Vale. Uh, yeah, oh, th- I doubt it. I don't. Think they are dead they set
0: against each other. It is even. It is known.
3: Then why are they working, towards Vale's? That is the question.
1: So a deal. Boy maybe they want possibility to release the titan that's my guess
0: titan
4: my understanding yeah, I'm is I, they fucking that up no pen is okay. no oh, no you're right i'm just
0: <laughs> i'm just playing confused because she's confused
4: <laughs> my understanding is that they wanted their own power to control their own fates for once if that meant the end of the world then they were fine with that oh right before they
1: were craftsmen
4: but now they want to be the artist
0: i see very fascinating. What did you all get out of the deal? Hopefully, some.
1: We got tools embarrassed.
0: And, oh.
3: Though no, I got these sweet boots.
0: Oh. Looks like you've kind of attached them to the rolling chair there we've given you.
4: Huh. I have maintained a connection with the Fates. I am in part in their service now.
0: You did what?
4: Wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was. Just thinking to myself, well, at least none of them swore allegiance to them. <laughs> <laughs> so wait.
4: Well. You did? I have heard tell of a nation's employees infiltrating other nations to gain secrets. And this was my thinking, that I would become their servants so that I could learn from them. And they learn says, their ways.
0: See, quite devious of you, Galavan. I also Corporate have kind of an excuse. An <laughs> 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 exactly. <gasps> Corvita kind of raises her eyebrows, and she's like, "Very impressive."
1: I saw my allegiance to no one. I see. What I did was bargain. I told them that they needed to prove to me that they were serious if they wanted our cooperation, uh, and to lend me some of their power. I see. As a sacrifice. <laughs>
0: that is certainly,
1: a way of looking.
0: So at you're the it, patron. Yes. You're the yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, patroning yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah, that's how it went down. All right, all right, very well. Well, I do
2: hope it was worth it.
4: It was not.
2: I disagree. It was completely worth it. We know Pen's abilities. Now she can begin to train. Oh, I meant the the bargain. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that was done. Well, I mean, we did save a couple lives
3: too, which you know.
2: Oh, yeah, we met Extractor Piero. I'm sorry. You met who? Piero, he's out here somewhere. He was with us when we found you gagged. Well, he was frozen, but... What? What are you talking about? Extractor Piero what was Igor. I- is he we not here? Him.
0: Wait, no. She, uh, he is not in the room, no. But as you say that, she, she looks at you and she goes, what does he look like?
2: Uh, one big eye, uh, talons. No. Oh, you mean Piero. Yes. I'm... Yes,
0: I saw the creature you called Igor.
2: Uh I will describe Piero as he looks like, because I know exactly what that is. Great. You do. <laughs> you definitely do.
0: Uh, you know that Piero looks like... Uh, is an elf, a pure elf, quite tall. Uh, he's maybe like 6'2", with sharp, very sharp, very angular, very noble features. Uh, tall, pointed, dark brown elvish ears. Um, long, wispy mustache long pointed goatee that extends from his chin and sparkling amber eyes
2: sparkling amber eyes that's pretty much what he
0: looks like <laughs> uh <Corbita laughs> is not looking at you anymore by the time you finish saying that she is just in fact she interrupts you as you're saying that thing about the eyes and she goes calum calum and a monk comes to the door and opens it Calem, fetch uh, fetch this extract to pierre the other one who came from the spire bring him in here immediately
2: he was with Virgil, who has a bird for a head. Has a head of a bird for Oh,
0: uh,
2: And also Joa.
0: We've spoken with Virgil, yes. And yes, we saw the the one you saw, Joa, yes. And we saw, well, we saw him die. But then we saw him alive again. And then it, everything went black before we could see anything else.
2: Yeah, Joa's the... And he was gone. Joa's the child of veil. Vale. And now, I'm Joa sorry? is the god of dreams, or something—some kind of it's, demigod. It's like the MQBD
1: what? clip show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <What laughs> no, just gonna, yeah.
0: Epilogue, baby. Uh, he was the child of Veil, vale, and this Joa was the child of Veil. Vale, it's pretty confusing. Became but... the demigod of dreams. Yeah. Oh my. Well, I—I I suppose Veil vale blocked us pretty from
1: seeing. toed about it. I see. He does not want to participate or help. I can. Uh, they.
0: I can they, imagine. Yes, I.
1: They. Sorry.
0: Uh, oh. Oh. Yes. They. Um. And about that time, uh, a monk comes back to the door. This Calum, the door kind of creaks open, and Extractor Piero enters into the room, uh, looking all like you've seen him wearing these kind of um Starry starlit robes. robes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he walks into the room, and he goes and Hello there. Hello. And he looks to all of you and he goes, Ah, uh, yes, my heroes. My heroes. Hello. And then he sees Auger Corvita and he goes, his, his jaw just drops and his face freezes. And they stare at each other for a long moment. Corvita kind of
1: Uh-oh, stands lovers. quickly. They're fucking lovers.
4: I'm going to cast, I'm gonna cast pres- Prestidigitation. They can see a glow. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, a, I'm above that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a little glow around both of their faces, like, like a little like, oh, nice, like a little like moonlit, moonlit glow. Yeah,
1: need a third. This yeah. there is
0: like a spectral, uh, white moonlit glow that appears from all of them. Uh, they don't even seem to notice. They rush. Uh, Corvita kind of rushes from the chair up to him, uh, and they each embrace. Uh, oh, yes. And she goes, oh, Piero, and he goes. Kovada, and they each embrace and hug tightly. Tears begin to stream down their Aww.
1: faces. Do they hug with tongue?
0: No, okay. they just hug. They embrace each
1: other. But uh, they, it's clear they're, they're in love, though, seconds. right? Can I do it it a, cle- Can I do an uh, insight check? Yes,
0: please roll insight.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Seventeen. Nice.
0: Seventeen. Uh, yes. Is this a uh, love hug? There, there is great, great untold affection between these two. Great wow. love between these two and they hug uh, and as they hug with that also Crobin, you detect a family resemblance you actually can see now as they are hugging
2: still got a chance galvin <laughs> you can
0: see they uh corvita and piero do share these similar kind of very pointy very angular sharp noble features so
1: they're like second cousins because they're
2: Brother and sis, they're like... hugging
0: with tongue. Yeah, of
2: course.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> God, <laughs> I, they I get and, it. They're, they're bro and sis. Yeah,
0: something. they they pull each other. Uh, they pull apart themselves apart, and, and Piero goes, oh, I, I didn't know you still lived. I didn't know you made it away from the bloodstyes. Oh, Corvita. Oh shit. I thought you were lost. And Corvita looks up to him, and he goes, and she goes, Piero, I thought you were lost. I thought you were. I thought you had died with the rest of the folk at the, F- the spire of violent destinies. When I heard what had happened, I.
4: Uh, I'm gonna make it smell like freshly baked bread in here. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, Pierre kind of looks over to you for a moment and smiles, like but then
0: they look back to each other and they go, "Well, well, this is a this is a reunion that well, we have a lot of catching up to do. I I suppose we should save this for a later time."
2: Probably. We only have, like, limited time here. Yes, yeah,
0: so, uh, Corvira, it is, it is so good to see you. And they will spend some minutes kind of talking to each other, but Corvido will basically uh, impart that, like, while it is fantastic, um, they do have very important business to discuss, a business that is crucial to the fate of the world, and uh, Piero will say he understands, and, and Corvido will go, Is it all right if he, if he stays in the room?
4: Of course. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, you tell me. Whiskers
2: yeah. is wiping away tears. Excellent. <laughs> Pierre,
0: please have, have a seat. Uh, I'm. Sure what they say and what anything we have to say is absolutely ripe for your ears as well. Oh, th- thank you very much, Corvida, Thank you. And he takes a
1: seat. So we have a lot of decisions to make.
2: Yeah, and I think priority number one is taking care of Penn, Am I right? Yeah,
1: indeed.
3: Yes, absolutely, it is.
2: Well, I'd like to get to the forge first and then we can take
1: care of Pen.
2: Ha ha,
4: As always,
1: the question seems to be how do we best do that?
2: That is the
0: question. We thought taking her
1: here would be helpful, but now it seems like her life is up to a coin toss. She could either destroy the entire world and herself and us and everyone we know in the process. Yes. Or not do that maybe how she could maybe control her power is that a theory that holds water
0: well I have witnessed finality I have read its words and I have seen it in my visions if it is to be believed and there is no reason why it shouldn't the girl will destroy all of Voros there is No doubting that.
1: So there's nothing we can do Ah. about that.
0: Well, I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. It is a certainty, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that all that destiny and fate seem to have in store for the world seems to be destruction. But I did have an idea, but it would require help, Corvidor. And he looks over to Corvida with kind of like knowing eyes. And Corvida is like saying final goodbyes to Piero and comes over. And she looks at him and goes, Oracle, if you if you bring that up again, I don't know what I shall do, but it won't be good. Please oh. stop bringing it up.
4: Now I want to hear it. What, what is, this? is this? Oh,
0: Of course. Well, I have been suggesting to Corvida for some time now Well, why don't you tell them what you've decided, Corvator? Well, it is not up for discussion. I have been here at this spire for a very long time, and I have worshipped Vale with all my heart and soul for a very long time. But what has happened recently, these transpirings, have shaken my faith and veil in veil in, in indeed the world to the very core I am I don't know uh, 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 more than a bit disappointed shall we say to have worshipped and invested so much of my life in a goddess and oh, she has all that I get to make up for all that I have or haven't done with my life <laughs> it means nothing
1: The gods have a way of ensnaring us.
0: That they do. It would appear all my years of service were all for naught.
4: Well, you know, the great thing about regret is you always have now. You can do whatever you want that you weren't doing before now.
0: And that is the conclusion I've come to, Galvan.
4: Galvan's like, (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <Thinking one thing>. <laughs> <laughs> clearly she's not thinking that at all no. <laughs> <laughs> no but he doesn't do it with his fist he's oh, not like fist bumping yeah. he's just like in his head he's like yes yes yes, <laughs> yes, yes.
1: just high fiving <laughs> yeah.
0: and that is why I have decided to dissolve the Spire of the Whispering Winds entirely I am leaving the Spire and I am going to fully dismantle the Spire of the Whispering Winds and all its practices for what is the point of worshipping a goddess whose ending the world who wants to do that not I
1: (laughs) Clint is just nodding
0: yeah but a little bit impressed yeah she seems to have changed in a in a very drastic fashion she seems she's just kind of staring into the fire um just no not really there very lost in her head the oracle but what I've been saying to Corvida is this it is known in our lands that great heroes have in the past altered their fate this is known it has happened many heroes have heard their prophecies and then gone on to change them their own fate and others they do this by taking hold of destiny and and using this destinescence to alter their fates and you know who else could alter fate? the fates! And in doing so, it seemed they also, cunningly, altered destiny itself. What if you all could do the same? Now, it might sound impossible, like the stuff of old Oen epics from the old times, but what if the four of you, heroes, maybe even the girl, could change your fate so radically it could also change finality as well.
1: It sounds, like, just shaking her sounds head. like what Morrigan thought she could do.
2: Yes, but I Morgan think. put a candle in her own heart. We're the Heroes Club. I think we can get it done.
4: <laughs> is that the name we are decided on? The uh, Heroes Club? You betcha, sweet booty Gallivan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is known that the ones who will deliver the Kronos. And he kind of shudders a bit as he says that to their ultimate destiny, there are four
2: who are the fated. Whiskers counts on his hand.
1: Maybe we can stop using that word. The fated.
2: Oh.
0: oh it, I can try, but it will be hard. We are dabbling <laughs> We are dabbling in a lot of fate and
4: destiny. And, um, I'll try, but it, uh, it's hard to go. Yes, I mean, it just gives it more weight, you know. I, I agree. It is like... I'd rather be free than fated. Uh, contributing to the narrative. What about the Chosen
2: Ones? It's got a nice
4: ring do to it. You wish, absolutely. Yeah, no, that sounds good to me. I will say, if
0: you deem yourself the Chosen Ones, that is fine. There is no guarantee that you all will be the four to deliver pay, uh, pen. But uh, let us assume that you are. After all, and if you, if you do so agree to this and embark and... and "'Maybe, who knows, anything is possible. Uh, "'You, we do have,' and he kind of gestures to Corvida "'as if, like, trying to, like, kind of instill in her, "'like, a a feeling of, like, come on, we can do this. Uh, "'We do have all the resources we would need right here "'of what needs to be done. "'All the knowledge and the vision necessary "'to guide burgeoning young heroes,' "'as he gestures to all of you. "'All the vision and knowledge, "'and, of course, the heroes themselves.'"
4: Yes,
2: that is us, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, no totally I'm in I mean yeah. Excellent,
0: we have the heroes, Corvado. All we need (laughs) never just
2: (laughs) looked away from (laughs) Corbin.
0: Corvido, we do have the heroes and you and your everyone here, all you Worshippers of Veil, vale, you seers, you hands of fate, all of you, sorry, hands of uh, uh, something else, will. free will, <laughs> yes, uh, you have the knowledge and the vision. The
1: chosen hands of freedom. Sure, oh, whatever. I, I don't love that Or just the hands of freedom, that's pretty cool.
0: Okay, <laughs> very cool. Moving on, <laughs> you do know. An
1: eagle soars over <laughs> yeah. <the> First eagle ever to spire.
4: What the hell was that? <laughs> Vale's uh, devotees
0: eagle. are encouraged to push ambitious mortals into achieving greatness. After all, that is why Coltwell's devotees build scarecrows around their fields to ward off Vale and her acolytes. Whiskers spits on the, in the on the floor. Oh yes, quite. Gross. Uh, for for destiny too often takes root in those with humble beginnings, and he really starts to kind of get energetic and rise to his feet. Oh well. Vale's acolytes often deliver visions, so that a, f- a humble farmer might one day become a war hero, a powerful archmagus, or maybe even a great benevolent duke of the northern kingdoms. Vale and her destiny must surely love disrupting fate, for they have done so, so many times before. What do you say, Corvida? I mean, we have some, and he eyes you, Clint, some willing participants. All that's missing is Wait, You the cut guides. me off
1: before I was going to say that oh, i meant yes. to. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, great. I mean, there's no other choice, really. Corvita. Free will. <laughs> <laughs> that was choice. <laughs> right. There's no, no the choice, choice but free, free will. Well. Of course.
0: Corvita I like that. takes all this in and stands up for a while and looking to all of you. And she goes, you are willing to take on this task, all of you? To potentially be the fated who deliver pen."
1: We are the chosen hands of freedom.
0: Chosen by who, then?
4: Ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah, we
0: picked this. Mm. She looks to the oracle. Do forgive my hesitation, but the last time I listened to an old man in this room, it led to the apocalypse. And then she kind of starts walking around all of you as you sit, just kind of sizing you up.
1: I size her up. Cool. Eh, I ignore her. Fair. And, and but I'm
4: sizing her up out of the corner of my eye. Cool. <laughs> and, and yet you live. Still through, okay. <laughs> and yet you live through this apocalypse. So it wasn't really the an apo- apocalypse.
0: The apocalypse is yet upon us, Galavan. We are in the final days.
1: Ah, yes. We don't have much to lose, sound do we, Corvida, Whenever
2: I'm lost, I suppose not.
1: I look to Rodane. I'm Shh. not going to look to her.
2: The fuck. what (laughs) why the hell not
0: well forgive me but i'm having a little a bit of a hard time finding justice in what has happened recently i see
3: what Um, about knowledge
0: knowledge could be an asset yes
1: the long arc of time bends toward justice maybe we just need to give it a Give it a moment. Look,
0: I'm not looking cool. for a new deity right now. I I'm, uh, I'm I'm kind of still putting together the pieces of my shattered
2: faith. I understand, so, Covid. All I was saying was we will fix this. Justice will be seen. Well and that's had. easy for you
0: to say. You're a uh, well I struggled s- a bit sizing you up uh, a born <laughs> hero, obviously. And she looks you up, uh, she her eyes cast over to you, Rondre. Now Rondre, you do have potential, clearly. I knew it. A mind like an incomprehensible machine, which is a compliment. And she looks over to you, Galvin.
4: Mm.
0: She kind of rolls her eyes a bit and then looks over to you, Crobin. You two have potential, surely, more than a little. But I'd say you're more than a little fucked fate-wise if you've made an arrangement with the fates. (laughs) You're going to be some... You're going to be real... uh, Tough nuts to crack,
1: as they say. What do you mean?
0: Well, you've come into a bargain with the Fates, and if the Fates aren't driving towards the end of everything, if they do truly wish to see finality come to fruition, they're going to stop at nothing to enact their measure of influence over you.
1: The way I see it, I've could taken... could sabotage the mission. I've taken something from the Fates. And it's not the last thing I'll take from them. It'll end with their lives. Hmm. I'm not trying to do Australia. <laughs> mm. Sounds great. I'm gonna work on it. It's cool. Don't worry, Never. everyone. We think it's <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's great. Good day, mate. So, <laughs> Today, to them I say, "You're gonna wallaby hopping out of here." <laughs> oh my, oh, my God. God! Well, I'll
0: be done. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I'm so sorry, Jen, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Corvida hears you say that. She goes, you intend to kill the fates themselves?
2: Well, I intend to exact justice. Among others. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Sorry. I said, fuck yeah. They need justice, the fates, Coltwell.
0: Well, you are quite an ambitious lot, aren't you? Uh, Additionally, Corvida There has not been an oracle at the Spire in centuries. With us working together, great foresight and even greater deeds become possible. She sits and thinks for a moment, brings her hands up to her cheek, strokes it. Well, if you all want to, myself and the Spire, I suppose, is at your disposal. Oh. Excellent!
4: This is good good
2: news.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, this is excellent news. I will say it does strike me as curious. It's almost a little too perfect. All of you happening to be here and all of this playing out. Four heroes uh, here at the spire of destiny of Vale herself. It's almost as if Vale wants finality to be thwarted such an odd curious thought it is so strange almost as if uh, part of her plan uh, there's still part of her plan that her daughters didn't uh, uh, actually pull any fast ones over on her at all but now is not the time for doubts. now is the time for toasts and he reaches over and boom uh, uncorks a bottle and what
3: (laughs) what I oh. thought you were talking about toast. No, no, I'm talking like about... jam. It. I love toast with jam.
0: I, I only <laughs> have this, um, this bottle of wine that we found. Uh, let us drink it! All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he goes around, and uh, Corvidac, the oracle takes too long. Corvida will eventually take the bottle and go, fine, fine, all right, uh, and pour glasses of wine for all of you. Wonderful. Eyeing you up, Rondre, before she hands you yours. Maybe we should get you a piece of toast.
3: Well, I'm... You're a little young, aren't you? I'm old enough. Mm, Okay. I'm a nob in my
4: culture.
0: We're in the final days. Fuck it. She pours a (laughs) glass of wine and hands it to you. You got any milk? Milk. I don't drink. Milk? Oh, God. Um, I'll
4: have his. It's fine.
0: Okay. Um. uh, I have some milk. (laughs) The oracle reaches into his uh, cloak and pours out a wineskin. Uh, that is actually a milk skin.
2: Awesome,
1: and I'll <laughs> and go for that glass. pie now, please. What? The pie from my bedroom. Can you have okay. mantle, please bring it down to me?
3: Uh, yeah, and um, can he grab some toasts too? Because uh... Yeah, actually, I'll take some toast.
2: <laughs>
1: Look, we're not
3: taking orders. We're trying to do a quick toast. Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> Everyone raise your glasses.
1: No cilantro Jeez. on anything oh. of mine. Yeah, I agree.
0: It
2: tastes like soap to me. I actually quite like cilantro.
1: Oh, we raise our glasses. I used to, but it changed so- when I was in puberty.
0: <laughs> we here at the Spire... Are going to make it our personal mission from now on to help you four heroes forge your own fates from this point on, and maybe along the way. And he kind of casts his eyes upward as if somebody might be listening. Maybe along the way, near the end, maybe we can make some more changes. And a little mischievous smile comes over his face. To toast you, oh us, to
2: toast and you, to pen. To Pen and to all our fallen comrades along the way. Mm, yes.
1: That's that actor F- from the show in, in town. <laughs> oh, Oh uh, no, yes, Bacardi, no, Bev-
2: dead Bev- dead Oh yeah, the dead one that Coltwell killed.
0: Oh uh, yes, she checked in on you and dropped off the pie earlier. oh Quite lovely, quite charismatic young Where woman. Where is that
1: pie?
3: <laughs> 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 Corbin has just rolled her eyes.
2: Add my toast.
3: Uh, excellent. The t-
1: to the chosen hands of freedom.
4: Oh. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, yes. To the chosen hands of freedom. <laughs> and you all clink glasses and drink your wine. Now, we do have a couple bits of business. You said if they, if I were able to convince you, we could do a, something. Yes, of course. But don't you think we should do the other thing first? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, of course. Okay, okay. <laughs> we have some business to attend to. Follow us, and they are going to leave the room. You come too, Pierre. I'm, I'm sure you'll want to see this. And uh, the three of them will leave the room, and head to the lift. Is Virgil coming too? Uh, Virgil's not in the room. Piero's in the room. Where's
4: Virgil? Yeah, Virgil. I you was wondering know? about him, too. I'll follow them. Okay. Sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: You all get to the lift, and as you descend the lift, uh, somebody is just, um, Lanel actually is running up uh, with some uh, bread and some, <laughs> uh, and your slice of pie.
1: Mm-hmm. Great.
0: <laughs> he hands off the bread to you and apologizing that he didn't have time to toast it, uh, and he hands off the pie to you, Clint. Thank you.
1: I eat the pie.
0: Excellent. You mm. begin to eat the pie. Uh, the Oracle will lead you all out into the Abbey of Scant Mutterings.
3: I'm gonna shock and grasp my bread. Ah, <laughs> nice. yeah.
0: Wait, I don't think you do you have anything? I don't mm. think you have anything yet. All right. You right. can't quite do that yet. Not, right, not, right. not really yet. Um but the Oracle will lead you all out into the Abbey of Scant Mutterings.
1: Is that
4: where we resurrected my homie?
0: That's actually the, the middle, the inner courtyard basically. I'm gonna, oh, the um, of I'm gonna, yeah, yeah.
4: I'm yeah. gonna warm his bread with prestidigitation.
0: Heck yeah, there you nice. go. Get some warm bread. <laughs> Thank it's you. Nice and toasty warm, but not toasted. Damn it. I'll <laughs> sacred, <laughs> <Sorry. all laughs> sacred flame <Yeah>. his bread radiant <laughs> light. <laughs> 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 oh, it glows with radiant light. It is now well into nighttime. And the rest of the monks uh Ooh. are kind of already present outside. Uh the oracle kind of gestures to all of them uh, and he says as he kind of gestures and as he's uh, gesturing to them he says to all of you I've already spoken with the other spire folk they all know what Pen is they know of her nature that she's you know what but they agree that with me that as strange as it might seem it is their duty as a devotee as Vale to aid you all however they can some did express their hesitation of course because helping you all could be furthering finality and leading inadvertently to the end of the world. But after what they witnessed, all of you do, they are willing to help you all by any means necessary, as long as you vow to try your hardest not to let finality come to pass.
4: Are they all in front of us now?
0: They're all kind of—they've uh, all actually formed a loose circle uh, around the Abbey of Scant Mutterings.
4: Okay, I'm gonna—I'm gonna kneel then. Oh, great. Before the—before these people.
0: Yeah. Oh. And he, uh, the oracle kind of
1: looks to the rest of you. I just cross my arms, and like my leather kind of you know, squeaks a little bit. Cool. So let's
2: go. Oh, okay, let's... Whiskers will stand with his hands on his hips and his chest out, like, very proud hero stance. Excellent.
3: I'm just going to be on
2: scroll, just like, <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: What? 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 What's going on?
0: Excellent. Uh, the monks uh, will um, join their hands together, fist and palm, and they will all bow to all of you. And then the oracle, before uh, the oracle looks at them and goes, Ah, oh, this is going to be excellent. Krobot. No. oh actually it's clint. It's clint oh excuse me sorry clint do you mind if we take those Remem orbs from your pack
1: by all means the ones containing your the people memories. return to you thank you lano uh, j- the
0: orbs and lano already has them uh in his oh. i i sorry i did a bit of looking into the future <laughs> <laughs> Just a teeny bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, he will take these remem orbs. I've got uh, the
1: Marlin Brand orb, the remem orb of Dahlia, mm-hmm. the Spivels orb. And actually, the Nicolair sorry. orb.
0: Yes, you have the Spivels and the Nicolair, but the Dahlia orb actually is blank. It is an empty
4: orb. Oh, oh like yeah. Sefri- uh, we'll uh, that. oh, that's right. nope
0: oh. But the Oracle will take the three orbs in his two hands and and move into the center of the circle as moonlight begins to cast down on him, this abbey is uh fairly well lit with moonlight, and the oracle is going to hold the orbs up into the air. And as he does, he begins murmuring something. And as he begins to murmur, you see these spectral forms begin to take shape in the middle of the circle all around him. These spectral shapes that you recognize from your flight up to the spire, um, from the base of the mountain when you were running earlier. And In addition to that, uh, some of you, Clint and Galvin, you two recognize, uh, you probably recognize from some of them from uh, Elijah's uh, dream memories Mm. that you saw Mm -hmm. um, back at the spire. Uh, As he holds up the orbs, these figures appear in the courtyard. And then the orbs, the the little white spirits kind of floating around in the orbs, leave the orbs and take shape to these three uh, more apparitions uh, presumably Spivels, Brand, and Nicolae.
1: Oh this is like oh all of the, the ghosts of the spire. Like yeah the memory. In oh, fact it's like Jedi
0: In fact yes in fact uh, like Harry Potter the, as you look up you see these white crows kind of f- f- flying into the courtyard and as they fly into the courtyard they f- f- turn into these spectral so... apparitions. <laughs> as you all kind of deduce that the crows were apparently these souls. These four heroes have brought peace to your spirits and an end to the accursed spire that trapped you all. You are free now, spirits. You may move on. And the orbs just kind of sh- 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 all kind of shatter and dissipate, and the spectral apparitions will, um, take a look around at all of you and kind of like have huge, like beaming, serene smiles on their faces as they seem to now finally be at peace. The Prophet Virgil, you do notice, uh, Clint, who was looking for him, is kind of on the far end of the circle. Prophet Virgil steps forward and a spectral image of a figure steps forward. It seems to be a uh, image of what was a handsome man in his 30s and the Prophet Virgil will kind of share a moment with him. Uh, the oracle smiles, and a single spectral apparition will land next to the oracle. It looks like a uh, younger, or it's uh, no, Yeah, uh, no, it's, uh, probably about middle-aged, um, striking woman. And some of the other current spire folk um, have some of the spirits land before them, and they seem to all share a moment with them uh, before they all. After this happens for some time, before the spirits eventually turn to all of you raise their fists into the sky with a silent cheer, and then gently fade away. Dope. They were taking pictures of this shit. He has a little tear running (laughs) down his his face.
4: All the ghosts are just little orbs. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Excellent. Now that that is done, if we are to continue this spire properly, Yes, and or a Corvator kind of comes up and interrupts. Yes, if we are to continue this spire properly, there is something else that must be done for these devotees of Vale here. Mm. They have a rite of passage to go through. A rite oh. of passage that will further connect them with their goddess and enable, enable them to reach the next phase of their spiritual journey. They are to become were-ravens.
1: I was going to say, maybe you should offer them the chance to go back to the families.
0: Oh, yes, we we did do that. We did do that, oh, yes. Okay. When I made the decision to <laughs> dissolve the spire, I told them that all of them who wished to go could go, and those who wished to stay could stay and as long as they wanted, but that I would be essentially dissolving the priestly activities. So, yes, all that are remaining here are the, the ones who are devoted enough to stay or perhaps have nowhere else to go. Either way, they have sworn themselves to you now. So what say you heroes? We'll give you a final word on this, as you are the ones to recover the instruments necessary for this ritual as she holds up the uh, censer, the um, orb.
2: I mean, if they want their heads to Uh turn into birds, yeah, sure, if that's what they want.
1: They would be like...
0: They will be very different from the ones that you saw.
1: Because you'd be using the orb.
0: Because we would be using the proper tools, yes. With the censer, the orb, and the ocarina now in our possession, there is no chance that they'll turn into the abominations that you all saw. Or the abomination that Orion became.
4: Yes, if they desire this, then I see no reason to stop them in their progress towards... Their chosen Freedom.
0: Excellent. Very
1: well. Follow me. There weren't any there weren't any ra- where ravens where crows? Where ravens actually. Were ravens in the visions, were there? I don't remember. I don't remember any.
0: Which vision are you talking about?
1: You know, the apocalyptic ones.
0: Hmm. Uh, not that not the no. Let's no. go. <laughs> 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 and the oracle kinda of picks up his robes Checks and kinda hurries along. The monks file kind of two, two by two uh, into uh, the spire that you all fought Orion in before. You go past this room, these wide circular room that you pass into the first time uh, that leads, you know, it has a mezzanine and a lower door that lead into another large circular room, pretty much mirroring the other one, uh, except this one has these tall marble, black and white marble columns forming a henge in mm. the middle on the on the ground level of this room that you all would remember mm-hmm. that the horrible abomination was formed in the middle of. Right. Uh, and that has a stage, like a 15 by 10 foot long stage uh, behind which uh, the large circular stained glass window uh, that Rondry repaired after Whiskers, um, what, drop kicked uh, Orion yeah, out of it? out of it, oh, yeah. yeah. So the, the window is now pristine and back to what it was before, this all-seeing eye kind of wreathed in black feathers um, as the moon shines through it, illuminating this ritual room. And of course, above you, because the mezzanine does lead up more and more and more. These ramps kind of spiraling up uh, to the upper levels of the spire. Um, you see, extending what looks like extending the full height of the spire, the spire, a colossal blast orrery. This complex clockwork model that shows off the moving uh, motions in celestial and in the states of the celestial bodies revolving still at this glacial pace in complete silence exuding this air of majesty. You are led into this room and the 20-some-odd monks step into the center of the henge and Corvida will uh, reach the top. She will hand the uh, ocarina to uh, one of the monks and she will take the orb in one hand and go up to the stage and another one of the monks will start up circling um, with the censer, uh, lighting the censer and causing a smoke to pour out. And poor Porkorva begins chanting these words, uh, these words that you remember Orion chanting, you know, from the other room as you all were fighting to get to him it, with a much less sinister tone. It is, It is much more reverence. It sounds much more melodious and holy. There's an air of deep, deep solemnity to this ritual and they, all the monks in the henge, begin to do their practiced movements that they've been practicing for presumably a very long time. They all move in unison, these eerily slow bird-like movements, this coordinated ritualistic dance that begins to build more and more as the ocarina kind of trills these ghostly notes out and Corvata chants these words and the ritual reaches a culmination. And you watch As these beings before you are transformed in this sort of dark, sparkly light that kind of comes over them and transforms all of them, their skin begins to grow feathers, their head becomes uh, feathery and grows a beak with dark eyes. As all of these monks transform into these bipedal were-ravens with long black wings, Uh, descending from their backs, brilliant, almost iridescent in their sheen. And then they, all at once, take to the sky and begin flying majestically and beautifully around and around each other, and then eventually up into the orrery, and it is just this beautiful, almost like butterfly a swarm of butterflies just flying around each other. Wow. This beautiful culmination of this ritual. Oh. As Corvida actually has some tears in her eye, and you can hear her say, just barely over under her breath, you hear her say, um, well, I never thought this day would come. And the oracle... Uh, is smiling and beaming and uh, it is a great celebration and uh, the oracle raises his hands and goes oh yes fly
4: fly <laughs> yes such lovely brownian motion lovely what brownian motion
0: brownian what does that
4: mean i believe it is a term for flocking birds oh cool
0: when i they jamie did not know
4: coordinate her. and i think i do not
3: Yeah,
0: it probably is. I don't know shit. I
3: (laughs) do that word.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes, Corvita will walk up to all of you and um, kind of with tears running down her face, kind of smile and nod, she she will look to each of you very genuinely, very earnestly. Thank you for allowing that. I don't know what truly awaits us, but I guess we'll try. And you've made them quite happy. Now that they've been made fully fledged Were Ravens of Vale, well, they're celibacy now. Vows are now over.
1: They can hey they, all, they can. Hey I'll just start <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. That's
0: not entirely what this is all about, of course. That's just. Most of it. That's, um, they're very happy. Let's just leave it at that. The monks um, are all—I mean, they all kind of take some time flying for a bit. Um, in fact, they take the—they fly throughout the night. Uh, they leave out some of the windows. They fly around all the spires. You—if you see the monks again—they uh, are smiling and like waving at you as they are flying. But they just enjoy the gift of flight that you all have given them.
4: I don't think it was really us, though. I mean, I mean, we brought the tools. <laughs> oh, that's true.
0: And yeah. they did decide to also kind of leave the choice to you because. You all had kind of done the plague work. Hmm. So, yeah, I think you've
4: earned it. All right. Hmm.
0: The oracle looks to all of you, and and, uh, kind of you all are just... I imagine a little bit of time has passed, and you all are just kind of watching these birds in flight. Uh, You all haven't even seen the best thing about this spire. My favorite room.
1: The
3: forge? No. Oh.
0: Not the forge, (laughs) Rondre. Oh, lad. (laughs) Follow me.
3: The library?
0: Follow me. (laughs) It's totally the library. (laughs) He begins to head up the ramps leading up from the mezzanine uh, above the henge, uh, up past the orrery. Uh, And if you all follow him.
4: Yeah, why not? Yeah.
0: The oracle will lead you to the top room. And as you arrive to this top room, you pass these revolving... Rondri, this is probably awesome for you. This massive, magically moving, possibly clockwork device. It is huge in scale and it shows all the celestial bodies revolving around each other you all see the constellations you recognize uh in movement of course some of and you make it to the top as you all get to the top you find a massive observatory a massive telescope that is pointed up uh it has a small kind of hole in the in the metal roof of this spire but the t- telescope extends out of it it looks like and the Rondri so cool. goes over to uh, this one lever this one like crow shaped lever of course and p- presses it down and as he does there is a not so gentle squealing as the metal roof kind of <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, as it squeals open uh, the night sky is revealed to all of you you can see all Ooh. the constellations it is a beautiful, so cool. sponderous sight.
4: Is the sun out there the moon?
0: Oh The moon is, yes, absolutely. Right. It's in full force. And okay. you can see it shining. Uh, it is It is uh, a waxing crescent hmm. this night as it gazes upon you.
4: All right. Do we get to look through? It's a big telescope. Mm-hmm. Do we get to look through this? Oh, yes, yes of please. course, please. Awesome.
0: I would be disappointed if you didn't.
4: Rondri?
3: I mean, I'm going to be a while, so you go we first. We should probably go first, yes. Oh, I'm going first? No, we. You're yes, right. that's what I'm saying.
4: <laughs> All right, I'll go up. Can, uh, yeah. I'll be like, can you point it at the moon?
0: Uh, yes, I, I suppose you can You can actually rotate it right there. Yourself. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah, you can cause it yeah. to swivel. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah I'll try to it swivel it, it up towards the moon.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
4: And I'll I'll look right at it. And oh, shit.
0: Gallivan, <laughs> you look through the telescope <laughs> at the moon? <laughs> yeah. And you see this beautiful shining crescent
4: mm-hmm.
0: looking back at you. Mm-hmm. And then it begins to dissolve into a pupil and an iris. Nice. As this brilliant white eye uh, beneath, like, you know, half cast lids, as it looks like it's basically winking right at you, <laughs> Galavan. You see it eye you. Mm-hmm. And then you see a number of stars above the moon, like off in the distance. Yeah. uh, Like take on the shape of an eyebrow and give like a little waggle of an
4: eyebrow. (laughs) And I'll give a little waggle back. And then uh, that's it for now. Fantastic.
0: Once you finish, Gallivan, Rondre, before you get on, he'll hold out a hand and go, Before you go, Rondre. (laughs) I figured. While I did bring you up here to show you this beautiful, majestic room, I must confess I had ulterior motives. Oh. For when my divine benefactor brought me back as whatever I am now, I was shown visions of the past and the future. And in these visions, it was revealed to me the truth of the keys of Eon. Hey everyone, DM Jamie here. That was part one of our two-part finale, the epilogue of book one. Wow, that was a lot. To listen to the second part, you'll have to wait until next spring. Just kidding, you can hear it now. Seriously, it's available right now. I'll stop talking so you can go listen to it. Okay, bye-bye, enjoy.
4: Do you like bad movies?
2: Well, Terry, no further, my friends. Starring Emma Roberts is a new podcast where seven friends write seven different parts of a script to write one movie. The twist is that the writer can only see the section before theirs. This makes for an unforgettable movie experience. Our three-part Christmas special is out December 14th, wherever you listen to podcasts, with more scripts to come in the next couple months. Follow us at Starring Emma Roberts on Instagram and starring Emma Rob on Twitter for updates and more side splitters.